Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Maggie Ellison. Thanks for joining me on this very, very, very snowy Thursday. I am changing up the programming on the fly. My guest this morning very graciously at the last minute. We were going back and forth on dates and uh, he's been a guest on the program. Gosh, it's probably been at least a year if not more, he was also a guest speaker at one of our Get Involved Wisconsin events, a healthcare uh, freedom rally. Steve Wenger, he's originally from Wisconsin, I believe from, perhaps he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say Mequon area. He's joining me this morning. I think he's in Arizona right now. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Meg. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I am from originally from Slinger. Slinger! And yes, I do the. I do live in Arizona, and it is not snowy here in Phoenix, I'm yeah, happy to d- say. Don't rub it in, pal. <laughs> it's it's literally, I can't see across the street. There's such a blizzard. So, uh, you're, oh, yeah. You're, I'm, I'm sure it brings back such happy memories, right? The blizzards were, I have to admit, though, the blizzards were always fun. I did always enjoy the blizzards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's something, there's just something exciting about it. I don't know what it is. Maybe we're... Uh, deep down, we're like storm chasers or something. I, I also think that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, despite the fact that I don't wish any harm on anyone, tornadoes are just as exciting as a blizzard. So I don't know what it is. Absolutely. Weird. Well, hey, um, I know we didn't uh, we didn't uh, connect to chat about the weather this morning. Although I am envious of your. What's the temperature in in? Uh, you said Phoenix. Yeah, it it's actually it's been it's been really cold down here. It only got up to like fifty eight yesterday and. It's always supposed to get up in the mid fifties today, so it's it's it, we're believe me, we're suffering down here this winter as well. You guys aren't alone. I've got my tiny violin out playing a, a song for you. <laughs> well, Steve, it's been a bit since we. I mean, we 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 exchange messages, uh, you know, on social media, but it's been a bit since we've chatted voice to voice and. And for our listeners, uh, and I'll, I'll give the brief synopsis and then I want you to take it away, but uh, Steve, uh, Steve was injured by the, COVID, the poison COVID shot, and uh, uh, we were connected, I believe, through one of the, one of the many groups of, of our fellow citizens that have organized because they've not received any support from our government, and uh, they organized and, uh, to, in, in an effort to at least support one another after having been injured by the poison COVID shot. And then Steve, so very graciously, traveled. I don't know if you were in, t- in Wisconsin for something, but you, you traveled to up to Wausau for an event that we had. And I'll let you take it from there. Talk. Let's first talk about your injury and, I guess, the story surrounding it, why uh, you decided to get the shot, et cetera. Okay. Yeah, I originally got the shot. I was living out here in Arizona at the time, and uh, my job had me working up on the Navajo Indian Reservation up in northern Arizona. And uh, the Navajos really got hit hard with COVID. And uh, they came up to me one day and said, uh, if you want to work up here, you're going to have to be vaccinated uh, to come back up. And they basically said, we're not forcing you to get vaccinated but if you want to work you got to be vaccinated so it's kind of like a <laughs> do it or lose your job kind of thing <clears throat> so i got the vax and within seven days i started having reactions to it i started uh having issues walking and uh to make a long story short i i ended up in the hospital i spent three and a half months 
hospitalized. Uh, I was a quadriplegic for well over three months. Spent a total of eight months in a wheelchair uh, before I finally was able to kick it to the side. Um, I used a walker for several months, and I used a cane after that. I just kind of evolved from the wheelchair to the walker to the cane. And uh, I'm happy to say now that, in fact, I'm, I'm looking across the room at my cane leaning up against the wall, and uh, and I don't need my cane anymore. Um, I still have, uh, it's been, let's see, it's been a year and year and eight months, I'm going to say, uh, since I got out of the hospital. Um, I still have, I ended, I ended up with a condition called CIDP, which is chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy. CIDP is the is the acronym for it. And in a nutshell, it's basically your immune system, your antibodies attack your nervous system. And uh, they, they eat that myelin, there's a, a myelin sheath on the nerve and the, the antibodies eat that sheath away and it causes the nerves to short circuit and damage the nerves and you basically lose lose the uh, the use of the limbs until that uh, stuff is repaired. Uh, as, as far as lasting effects for me, um, every 14 days, I have to get a four and a half hour infusion of IVIG. And every six months, I get an, uh, it's an eight hour infusion of a chemotherapy drug called rituximab. <clears throat> and rituximab uh, kills off my immune system. So it prevents my body from from um, producing antibodies, which in turn prevents my immune system from attacking my nervous system. Well, the IVIG is given to me as like, you know, it's an, it's an immune system supplement or it's like a, uh, it, it keeps me from getting sick is what it does. And um, so that is, that is my life. I did have a relapse back in November. We we had done a, uh, long story, we had done a, a move to Minneapolis. We were in Minneapolis for six months over the summer. And during that move from Arizona to Minneapolis and then Minneapolis back to Arizona, uh, my insurance got all hosed up because Mayo Phoenix is different than Mayo Rochester. Mm. So the insurance got messed up. And I was actually, I was two and a half months late in getting my rituximab infusion. Well, in that two and a half months, I got a touch of the flu in early November, and that sent me into a tailspin. <clears throat> and uh, the uh, the CIDP started coming back. the The numbness in my feet and my legs got significantly worse. It was moving back up. I was having a lot of balance issues, uh, where I could <laughs> I could just be I could be walking across the room. And all of a sudden, just like out of nowhere, I'd, I'd take an involuntary hard left or hard right and go crashing into the wall or whatever the case may have been or, or onto the floor. And um, they did finally get the rituximab into me in December, late December. And uh, I was able to get back to my routine. Uh, and my, my routine is, you know, when I came out of the hospital in September or October of 20, 2021, <clears throat> After four months, I had lost all my muscle mass. I lost everything, 75 pounds. I had virtually no muscle left. So for the last year and a half, 
all I do is I go to the gym and I work out. Um, you know, for the first, when I first got out of the hospital, I would do it five days a week. I did that for about seven months. And now I just go three times a week. And uh, when I'm at the gym, I'm there for two, two and a half hours each time. And uh, I'm slowly, slowly regaining what I lost in that initial uh, that initial episode. And when I had that relapse in November, it was in like November, December, and into early January when it finally subsided, or subsided, that two-month relapse set me back strength-wise almost eight months. And um, so I'm still rebuilding. So technically, when I look, I log all my workouts to uh, keep track of of my recovery. And when I look back in my logbook for my workouts, the workout I did yesterday was equivalent to the workout I had originally done in April of 2022. So, I mean, it's, it set me back that far. Um, so this CIDP is, it's nothing to mess with. It's a, uh, uh, it's a, it's a ruthless disease. Um, (laughs) unfortunately, once you've got it, you've got it. Uh, so I'll be dealing with this for the rest of my life. And, uh, so that is, that is my life now, but I'm happy to say that, you know, I'm back on my feet. Uh, I'm probably 90, 85, 90% of what I was originally. Um, I still can't work a full-time job because I can't spend long, long amounts of time on my feet. Because uh, I've got neuropathy so badly in my feet and my lower legs, uh, it feels like my feet, my feet are—it's uh, bizarre. They always feel cold. <clears throat> my feet always feel like they're freezing cold, and I'm standing on, uh, let's say, jagged rocks. And um, you know, even when my feet feel cold, I can reach down and feel my toes, and they're warm. But you know, my brain is telling me they're freezing cold. So there's, there's things, um, that, you know, and, and the, you know, the, the pain standing, like I said, it feels like you're standing on jagged rocks. It's kind of like you acclimate to it. So over time it doesn't feel that bad for short term, but you know, if you're on your feet for, you know, an hour or two hours, it, uh, it really gets painful and, and you have no choice but to sit down. So, so that's my life right now. Well, Better than it was. That's for sure. For our listeners that are perhaps just tuning in, shame on you. You've just m- missed, uh, a, a, well, I shouldn't say, a, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a compelling story. Uh, Steve Wanger, uh, who originally from Slinger, Wisconsin, now uh, living in uh, Arizona, lucky him, uh, you had the uh, poison COVID shot back in, what was it 2020? I had the COVID vaccine on May 18th. Of 2021. 2021. Okay. So when you ended up in the hospital after, uh, after what you said about a week after you started to have a, a horrible reaction to it, did the doctors, did the medical uh, personnel that treated you, did they acknowledge that it was the, the shot that did this to you? It took a little, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, I asked the doctors about it and, and the first hospital I was in was more of like a, um, Oh, it was like a community hospital. So they, they didn't have on-staff neurologists. So we had kind of had a rotating staff of neurologists. 
which was a nightmare in itself. <clears throat> and the one, the one neurologist who kind of took command of my case, I I said to him point blank, I said, you know, I said, you know, at that time I was 55. I said, you know, I'm 55 years old. I said, I've never been, I've never, you know, other than, you know, the cold or the flu or something like that. I said, I've never had anything like this, anything even remotely close. And I said, the only thing that, that I did that was different was I got, it was the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I had, I got the vax, the COVID vax. And, uh, I said, you know, could that have caused it? And he looked at me and said, yeah, he said that could have caused, you know, because it goes out and it act, you know, the, the purpose of that vax is to activate, activate your immune system and build an immune response. And he said it absolutely could have caused it. Um, they wouldn't he either he would not put it in my medical record he would he would if we were talking face to face he would say he would say yes it could have been the covid vaccine if it was involved going into my medical record there was no way he would he wouldn't admit it he wouldn't wouldn't put it in there and in fact it didn't get into my medical record until march of 2022 um yeah march of 2022 and that was by mistake. It mistakenly got added to my record. I was in with my um, my neurologist for a follow up visit, and he somehow mistakenly put in there that it was uh, you know CIDP caused by the COVID vaccine. And when I got home, I always would you know when I had an appointment, I always review my review the appointment or review the doctor's notes. And I see what they say because a lot of times they put things into the notes that they don't say don't say directly to you and of course I looked and I and here I see whoa caused by the COVID vaccine I'm like whoa that's that's a and I I printed it out and saved it just in case you know just in case someone changed their mind and went back and edited those notes and took that out but it is in my medical record and I remember too when I was in the hospital I had a um Oh, I want to see. I think it was Wisconsin right now was another um, uh, media, like a, a little media outlet. And they wanted to do a news story on me, but they wanted something from the doctors stating that what happened to me was definitively and definitely caused by the COVID vax. Um, because, of course, they were fully prepared to be attacked by everybody if they, God forbid, they wrote a story like this about it, you know, it's safe and effective, it can't do that. Um, so they were, you know, kind of setting up a, a defense before they threw this out there. And I asked my doctor, I said, you know, can, can I get something from you? They want to do this article. Can I get something from you that states uh, that my injury was caused by the vax? <clears throat> and he looked at me point blank and he said, you know, he said, I'll sit here and we can talk. And I can tell you that, and I can say that. He said, but if I put that in writing and put my name on it, he said, that is career suicide. Wow. And that, those were verbatim his words. If I put that in writing, it's career suicide for me. So needless to say, I, I didn't get that document. Is it still, if you go out in the records, is it still electronically there? Electronically, it's still there. Yeah, well, you almost should <clears throat> not telling you what to do, Steve. You almost should take a photograph of it on your.
computer screen as well so that you can have oh. twice as much proof unless you already have I download I download all my medical records so with with Mayo I went to I was in Mayo Clinic <clears throat> so in Mayo Clinic I've got uh, a portal and all my medical records are in that portal and I when I see stuff like that I download all of it mm-hmm. so I've got a copy of my medical records on the Mayo portal and I've got a copy of my medical records um, on my laptop. Okay, so we don't have just much, for that very reason. We don't have much time left, but I want to ask uh, a couple more things. Uh, first of all, uh, any accountability or any recourse from your employer that that essentially required, didn't require, required you to, to get the shot? Yeah, <clears throat> I never even heard from them. I never even heard from them. They just uh, they just terminated my job. Um, they just terminated my job. Never heard anything from them. Um, I never even got a get well card from them. <laughs> so, so how about yeah. uh, how about um, elected officials? Anybody been helpful to you? I've been working with. <clears throat> when we were in Minnesota, um, I spoke a little bit with uh, Representative Dean Phillips, who is the who is our congressional rep in uh, Rogers, where we were living. And uh, he's a Democrat, and not to get political about it, uh, okay. he did nothing. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, he did. He did absolutely nothing. Well, of course, um, it goes against I their spoke, narrative. <laughs> yep. Um, back here in Arizona, my representative is uh, Paul Gosar, um, and the districts just changed. So my representative was originally Deb Lesko, and Debbie Lesko and her office have been fantastic. They've helped me a ton. Uh, Paul Gosar's office, I just had a meeting with them for the first time, I think a week and a half ago. So now they're getting involved. Um, you know, we did a we did a big, uh, with, through React 19, we did a big thing in Washington in September. We went out there as a group. There was 20 of us. Joel Wolfskog is met, part of that, right? Dr. Joel Wolfskog? Joel Wolfskog is, yes. Yeah. He was out in D.C. with us as well. Um, we did a big thing. We, we met with 35 different members of Congress and the Senate. We sat down with, with all their offices. Some of them we sat down with the representative. We met with Ron Johnson in person. Oh, yeah. He's, he's uh, a Ron Johnson is Ron Johnson is an awesome guy. Uh, that guy, I wish I could vote for him from here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, so, and, you know, the, the word that we got from everybody was, you know, it, it all hinges on the Republicans getting control back. And we did get control back of the, of the House. And, uh, you know, I've sent a couple couple of emails and letters to Representative Lesko and Representative Gosar and told them, said, you know what, when we were in D.C. in September, you told us things would change if you got control of the House. Well, you've got it. Now what's going to change and what's going to happen? Uh, because, as you said, there's still, there's no help out there for us. <clears throat> there is no help out there for us. And just to give the, just to give everybody an idea of what this has cost me, um, I lost, I had a $125,000 a year job, which is gone, is gone. And it's not coming back. I'm on disability. Now I get $3,000 a month on disability, which is, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. Um, as far as financially, I went from a house payment and a car payment and that was it. That was that was only debt I had was a house payment and a car payment. <clears throat> now I've got my house payment, a car payment, 
and we've got seventy thousand dollars on a second mortgage to pay to pay medical bills. I still owe Mayo Clinic over ten thousand dollars. I owe the infusion company that comes out to my house to do my infusions uh, $3,500. My insurance just renewed, so I'll have another 10000 in deductibles and out-of-pocket expenses. <clears throat> so all total, this little episode um, has cost me close to $300,000. Well, and, and your quality is, of life, which you can And my quality of life. Um, my, you know, my life is, is, has drastically changed and I'm 57 now, you know, I'm coming up on retirement. Uh, well, technically, you know, this, this retired me. So technically I'm retired now. Um, but you know, my wife is going to be retiring, you know, at 65 and the, the life that we had envisioned after 65, that life is gone. And the only way, the only way it comes back is if the federal government acknowledges, first off, they have to acknowledge what's happened. And they have to acknowledge that, you know, there were people injured by the COVID vaccine. And they're going to have, you know, the other thing they're going to have to acknowledge, too, is that all these, you know, um, um, unexpected deaths, unexpected, unexplained deaths. Mm -hmm. That's Sudden, not just a fluke. Died suddenly. Hmm. Yeah. All these died suddenly. <clears throat> yeah, that's just not a fluke. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, there's something there, and and until someone admits that, okay, well, maybe that COVID vaccine, you know, maybe that was the cause. Um, and they start getting us some, you know, some assistance. Something's going to change, and I don't expect. You know, <laughs> I think. If there's going to be any kind of financial compensation for what happened to me, I'll probably be dead and gone before it happens, and my kids will get it. You know, it'll be it's going to be thirty, thirty-five years down the road before any of that even possibly happens. It's criminal. I it's just criminal don't see it happening. What, do, what has been done to the American it, people and you? Yep. Well, Steve, we so, are we are literally out of time. I ran over because your story is so so compelling and. I wanted to give you an opportunity to 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 uh, to share your story and obviously to update. I I, I have what I'm struck by about you that I hope is contagious among uh, others that have been injured, uh, harmed by the COVID shot is you have this remarkable optimism and you also are clearly mentally strong and I and I hope that that is something that you can. Uh, Share with uh, with others uh, with whom you have uh, discovered have also had the, the well the injuries that uh, indeed so well Steve uh, thank you so much and I know that we'll keep in touch and uh, keep working hard you really truly are an inspiration I mean even for those of us who have not not been coerced into taking the shot you're an inspiration and in that you are not going to give up and you have. Uh, Bounced back in your, as you said, what you're at, would you say 85 or 90 percent? I think about 85, 90 percent of where I was. Well, so. thank you. Um, and stay in touch. I know we will. And if there's anything uh, uh, noteworthy to update us on with regard to our elected officials or even the drug company bellying up to, I doubt it. But uh, 
let me know about it, and uh, we'll get you back on. Sounds great. Thank you for the opportunity to talk again, Meg. Well, absolutely. Thanks. Have a great day. I'm going to go right into the 830 News and the second half of feedback on WSAU.